This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself <laughs> laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, glad to have you with us again today, and we pray that your day has just been awesome so far, and uh, we know you have a choice, and we're glad you tuned in with us. And today, we'd like to speak about iFaith. Yes. You're probably thinking, what in the world is this dude talking about iFaith? Well, you know what? Let me read the scripture for this message uh, first. Uh, John 13, 14, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Honey, have you ever uh, thought much about the iPhone, iMac, MySpace, Facebook, and iPad? Well, it's very telling, and it tells on us as a society that we tend to be or becoming very self-centered. Yes, it's all about I, I, I. What about me? What about me? What about me? A lot of it comes from the media, you know, and the pop culture, the way that influences our society, uh, to making us um, serve ourselves instead of others. Technology is amazing, and if it wasn't for technology, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. That's right. It's incredible. And... But, you know, it's like anything else. We make it what it is. Right. We're going to abuse it. We abuse it. If not, you know, it's intended to be used for good at all times. That's right. And, and even though you're listening to us on this podcast today, uh, the physical touch and interaction between human beings cannot be replaced by any iPhone, iMac, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the messages that you hear from us, we pray that you're transferring those over to others that you come into contact with. And I personally believe God did not create us to be an island. If that were the case, why in the Garden of of Eden did he look at Adam and said, it's not good for a man to be alone. That's right. I'm going to make him a helper. He didn't say I was going to make him an iPhone or get him (laughs) Facebook so he could stay in touch with the rest of the world. That's right. A, A human being that he could touch and feel and have contact with. That's right. And opportunities to touch someone and change the course of their day passes all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, just walking down the street. Why is that? We're too, we're too involved with, with each other. I'm too, you know, at times I'm just too involved with what's going on with Scott. You know, I, I'm, I need to go to this destination. And I pass people, uh, I may pass people on a daily basis and just saying hello to them or God bless you or hey, good to see you today may make them totally change the course of their day. And, you know, we always say, and where does it start? The old saying is it starts in your mind. No, it doesn't. It starts in our heart. It's our heart that needs to be changed. Because out of it throw the, flow the issues of life. Mm-hmm. We, we hear, we, reading the word that it says, creating me a new heart. Right. Search me, O God, and know my heart. And he tests us, and he knows our anxious ways, and he tests our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it starts in the heart. And so I'm just believing, I know in our home, that we will continue to examine our hearts. And if we need a new heart, change of heart, that we will be humble enough and willing to ask God to do that for us. So we are not only thinking about the kneels. Right. And we don't want to miss the greatest gift that uh, our Lord said that we could give 
to other people, and that's serving others. I mean, serving others doesn't have to be a mission trip somewhere. It doesn't it has to be something large and extravagant. It could be just laughing. It could be just giving someone a laugh for the day. I mean, I've been known to every once in a while I like to laugh. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love to laugh, you know, but maybe that laugh is, I admit it, as goofy as it is, might just brighten someone's day. Laughter's a good medicine. Yeah, and so that's serving others. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with that thought in mind, picture yourself in the passage that I read above about Jesus washing their feet. Now, now, if you hear that, this is someone that has no idea what you're talking right. about. You're thinking, eh, I wasn't yeah. created to give pedicures nor foot massages. <laughs> what is he talking about? If you, Some people may even think he hadn't seen my feet. Right. You might want to explain that. Honey. Yeah, my feet are pretty, yeah. Well, go on. <laughs> Keep moving. Well, anyway, um, well, what that means is in this passage, uh, before Jesus was arrested, he washed the feet of his disciples. And this was basically Jesus telling them that, hey, I am here to serve. Okay? I came down, he came down to make a difference and to show everyone that he is God and he is man. And the ultimate way that he could do that was to wash their feet. To say, you know what? Yes, I am Lord of the universe, but I also serve you, and I love you, and you're my sons, and I, and I adore you. And that's what he does to us every day. And we had a clear demonstration of that at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Not to say that our wedding was the wedding of all weddings, but it was very personal. Yeah. Uh, it was very heartfelt, and we h- had that particular uh, in our wedding right. that uh, what am I trying to say? Well, I surprised demonstration. Yeah. yeah, I surprised Teresa and and washed her feet, and that was basically to let her know that I, I'm all in. Okay, and that's what Jesus was saying. I'm all in. Okay, and and uh, and I'm here to serve you. People say they hear that story. Did you wash his feet too? Yeah. And no. Well. <laughs> actually, Scott refused. Yeah, it might it might scare her to wash my feet, so I just said no. <laughs> But you might have seen our wedding. It was on TV. It was on viewed by millions. Wait a minute. That was the uh, no. That was the recent wedding of Kate and. and uh, <laughs> hey, wrong wedding. And, and, yeah, I'm sorry. You're that was a royal England. too, but that's a different. That's royal right. Family. But anyway, uh, it was a very <laughs> special time for me and Teresa in our wedding um, when I did that to look up into her eyes, and that's what I want you just to kind of meditate on right now. Okay. Imagine that you're one of the disciples, okay, one of the followers of Jesus, and that you were sitting in this chair, and their feet, if you know anything about that time, era, 2,000 years ago, their feet were nasty, well, because okay? because they walked everywhere. They walked everywhere, and they had sandals, and so it was unmanicured, there were dirty feet, mm-hmm. okay? And you look down from your chair, and the Lord of the universe... Mm-hmm. God Almighty is looking up in your eyes and washing your feet. Mm -hmm. Wow. And with compassion on his eyes, he says to you, we also ought to wash another's feet. Mm -hmm. So what Jesus was telling these disciples was, I am washing your feet. I'm showing you that I am to serve. But now you need to go wash others' feet. In other words, you need to go tell people about him, 
about the great I am mm-hmm. in order to cleanse them. The greatest uh, leader you know? is a servant first. That's right. And Jesus performed that same act on the cross when he bore his entire body with filth and dirt and stains from our sins. It wasn't called the high cross, honey. The what cross? It was called the cross. Not the I cross or the That's new right. me cross. It, you know, it was all about you and me. In mm-hmm. Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Not that we're going to be. That's right. We are. We are. That's right. It's done. So the great I am is all about you and it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are just moved to serve and tell others. You just want to. It's just a byproduct of surrendering your life over. You become filled with liquid love. And mm-hmm. uh, you just, it's just an outpouring of gratitude. And for me, I need to examine myself. When I am not wanting to serve other people, I got to look inward and say, what's going on with me? I'm not prettier on this earth. I don't believe to just pamper my flesh. Right. and. Have a great time. That's out of balance. Right. And when I don't want to serve, there's something going on with me. Right. And I need to do business with God and ask him to reveal to me, hey, what, why am I not wanting to serve? Right. After all that he's done for me. That's right. And whenever I do serve, even if it may be just walking across the street and giving my neighbor a hug, Mm -hmm. I always feel so much better anyway. That's right. Because I've gotten out of myself. Well, that's what washing your feet is all about. Mm-hmm. Getting out of yourself, forgetting about what it looks like, and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on a young man's retreat not too long ago. And um, there was older men in the faith and younger men in the faith. And at the end of the uh, three days, uh, the older guys, which I guess I'm part of now, and um, we were to wash the young men's feet. Mm-hmm. So we were paired up. And so I was with another older gentleman. And, and we were washing these young men's feet. And they were blown away. Mm-hmm. Totally blown away. I mean, we would wash their feet and they would just start crying. Because maybe their dad had never done that for them. Maybe no one in their life had ever done that for them. Their mom, anyone. Well, what would have been a demonstration of that growing up washing feet? Give give us an illustration. Um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, my mother. You know, I look at her and and the sacrifice that she always made for me was a symbolism to me growing up of washing someone's feet. Mm-hmm. She always was there. Always was was there for a great uh, encouragement for me, you know, even though I didn't have a father growing up. And that was washing of my feet daily, you know. And I look back at that and I go, wow, thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. She was serving you. She was serving me, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and she had a choice. Yeah. She and didn't so, have to. Where there was a two-parent home, serving can look at something, something totally different. That's right. I had a two-parent home, and if you were to ask me that back then, I would think, how... How would it be my parents were washing my feet back then? Well, just the fact that um, they loved me. Yeah. Just the fact that mom was always there to, when I came home from school. Mm-hmm. Or I knew dad was going to be home at 6.30. And when he came home, you know, it was family time. 
Right. That was serving us. That was showing, you know, this is us. This is who we are. We love you. Yeah. Well, at the end of this retreat, um, I mean, at the end of the uh, washing of the feet of the young man, the, the man that was paired up with me, everyone was getting finished and... I looked at him and I asked him, I said, would you do me the honor and the privilege of allowing me to wash your feet? And this man was in his uh, late 50s. And as, as I was removing his shoes and his socks and washing his feet, I, I don't believe I've ever seen a man cry as much as I saw this man cry. Hmm. Because not only did the washing of the feet cleanse his feet, there was a lot of things in his life I think were cleansed at that time. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It had everything to do with Jesus because mm -hmm. that small voice was whispering in my ear, you need to wash his feet. Mm -hmm. So are there people around you today that you may want to wash their feet? <laughs> Who don't have such lovely feet. That's right. Who <laughs> don't have such lovely speech. I mean, that don't yeah. say such lovely things to you. That's right. Especially when uh, maybe we have a spouse that comes home at the end of the day and they're not too lovely. Yeah, well, we hope these words um, inspire you. Mm -hmm. You know, just to spread the good news to a neighbor, to a friend, to a family member, a co-worker, anyone who will listen. Okay? And by doing that is just by demonstrating God's love. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with beating them over the head with the gospel. That does nothing but drive people away. They'll run faster than you can talk to them. Just love them mm -hmm. for who they are, where they are at the time. And they'll, they'll say, you know what? I want what you got. How in the world can you love me after I just did this to you? You know, between the two of us, we've always talked about how, and more so recently, how you and I are really drawn to the ones that seem to be outcasts, that seem to be mm -hmm. the ones that might be a little weird to the way, you know, <laughs> normal society, as they would think of themselves, see this, these people, or yeah. someone who doesn't get a lot of attention, maybe they're not the most lovely, yeah. and we tend to seek them out yeah. and love on them, and it is amazing how... That just, you know, changes the way they are feeling. That's true. And their whole demeanor and just, yeah. we, you know, made their day. Well, the reason why I, I felt comfortable with that is uh, I know that I was in some ways an outcast growing up. Mm. You know, I knew that uh, um, at that time when I was growing up, divorce wasn't as prevalent. Yeah. And so I had all my friends around me with, with dads and two parents and... And so I, because you know, I, I felt like an outcast. Right. And so, um, we all at times feel like an outcast. Yes. Okay, but I, you know, I assure you, and please trust God that you're not. Mm -hmm. Okay, you, your only cast you got is a God cast. Mm -hmm. Okay, and He's cast it, and He's reeling you in. Mm -hmm. Okay, to with His love. Mm -hmm. And Philip, you know, in Acts chapter eight twenty six through forty. He had a chance to uh, to talk to an Ethiopian eunuch who had never heard about Christ. And in turn, he baptized him and, and he gave his life to Christ. I mean, that's what it's all about. You and, might not be traveling around down the road and see right. a, a eunuch that needs <laughs> someone to 
tell the gospel to, but you can certainly see someone in your everyday circumstances that might just need a kind word. Yeah. What about that person at Starbucks that serves you coffee? Every time you go in, even knows what it is that you order. Yeah. Thank them. Show gratitude. Give them a tip. Give yeah. them a hug. Call them by their name. Yeah. Have you ever noticed someone's facial expression will change when you call them by their name? True. I'm amazed at that. I notice that all the time. I will make it a point to look at someone's name tag when they're serving me, whether they're bagging my groceries or putting my clothes in the car from the dry cleaners or again Starbucks, whatever. And actually, because they're so busy and they've been, you know, they've been told behind the scenes, keep moving, keep moving, get these people in and out, get their money, get their change, keep them moving. And so that's their focus. But when our names is the sweetest thing in the world for us to hear is yeah. our own name. They are just. They're just amazed at that, that someone would even take the time to say their name or even to look to see what it is. And I do believe that comes from the scriptures, that Jesus knows every hair on your head and he knows your name. Mm. And I believe that really That's affects uh, that affects somebody, um, that, that you call them by name when that comes from, that comes from God. And I want to challenge everyone out there that's listening to this. Make it a point this next week when you go somewhere into a public place and someone that's serving you, Look at their name tag and call them by their name. Whether it's, hey, John, how are you doing? Or, hey, you know, Ashley, thanks for serving us. You're doing a great job. Or, you know, hey, Bill, what's going on with you? Or, wow, you're doing a great job, Mark. Thank you. They're just, I'm, I'm tr- just do it. Just do it and, yep. and see what I'm talking about. That's all part of washing their feet. Mm-hmm. And so we want to um, never want to miss the opportunity. Um, for those of you who are listening who maybe have never given your life to Jesus. And those of you that have, that have maybe and, and walked away from the faith, we never want to miss an opportunity that you would uh, come back to him or give your life to him. So Father, thank you for this time we've had. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who's listening on this podcast. May you bless them, Father, and their families. And Father, for those who have never given their lives to you, Father, we just, we just pray they pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life and love me. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, please email us. Yeah. Go to our website at livingitup.org and email us at info at livingitup.org and let us know about that. Yeah, any prayer requests you may have. Yeah, the angels are rejoicing. Yeah, and any, like I said, any prayer requests also, email us. And it's a, it's a privilege and honor to pray for you. So Lord, we thank you. And uh, we thank you for everyone who tuned in today. And uh, we love y'all. And we can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day and keep living Living it up. up.